The Positive Isn't Popular podcast discusses topics concerning the black community. Education is the Key is a segment that discusses critical issues within education which align with the black and brown communities. Welcome back to Education is the Key. You know, what's going on? I got the ladies here. We're doing our thing. I, I, I just, I really, I, I really enjoy doing this podcast. I'm going to be honest with you. Absolutely. The, la- the last couple of weeks have been a pleasure, you know. Yeah. Um, I like this podcast thing. I can hide a little bit behind the scenes. <laughs> See? I'm not so held responsible for some of the things I say. Right. Nice. Because getting alias names and stuff. That's Listen, what you're I love it. They're like, who said that? I don't know which one it was. I, I love know. this. Yep. Yep. Who that? I don't know. There's some lady that I be recording with. I don't, I don't know like who it is. Like, this is nice. It is. It is. We've been really getting on some good topics. I tell you, like, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate this. I do. I do. This, this, Like I was just saying, where I am in my life, like, how I feel, I feel you know, very passionate about some of these topics, like, and it needs to be said. And people are listening. That's another thing, too. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It makes a difference. It does. And so for those who have been listening, who have been supporting, thank you. Yeah. You know, um, and and I do. I hope hope these conversations help. That's the goal. I hope people are getting something out of this. And one thing I ask is just continue to share. Yeah. Spread the word. You know, if, if you think there's value to this podcast, if you're getting value from this, see if somebody else can get some value from this too. That's the whole thing about sharing knowledge and information. You know, we have to spread it. And, and word of mouth is still the biggest thing. You know, I don't like depending on social media to spread this stuff. You know, like right. If you vouch for it, if you vouch for it to your people, they're more than inclined to like partake in it. Absolutely. You know, so yeah. Okay. So I just want to say thank you all for that. Um Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and, I, and you know what's one of the things that I've heard, one of the feedback that I heard that was really intriguing was that um, she said, well, from the first episode, I thought I was just going to learn about scholarships. See? Because that's what she knew me for, right? Uh... That, you know, thus far, she's now found out just how connected education is to right. the struggle and progress right. of that's our right. community. And when she said that, I said, can you say that again? Maybe on camera. I'm talking about the right? right? <laughs> you know, we're talking about <laughs> Wait, say that into my phone here. You know, so it was one of those things where I said, you know what? That is a great point. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think that is, you know, going back and reflecting and looking at it, you really do see how just important education is to our community mm-hmm. yeah. as a whole. And when it comes to progression and progress. And reaching the goals that we have set for ourselves. How is this a vehicle or can this be a vehicle to get us to where we're trying to get to? So I think it's it's that's very intriguing, isn't it? Future it is. <laughs> yeah. topics coming too. <laughs> Education is key. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I do too. All right. So you know what? We're gonna dig right on in, you know. This time we're talking about the administration and the educators. We're talking about the staff, the people that bring it, that make it happen. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Yes, indeed. You know, so while we was building this content and just trying to figure out all areas of education, the one thing that really stuck out, I mean, there was a many different areas, of course, that stick out in our mind when it comes to K-12 and higher ed. But of course... The administration and the staff, mm-hmm. like who is the representation mm-hmm. of your school? Who is in the classrooms? Who's making the policies, the practices, all of those different things of how to run effectively and efficiently in your schools, right? Who's the decision makers? Like who's sitting mm-hmm. at the table? 
And, you know, it's not just about being hired on Mm. as a contract employee, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Whether you are a teacher, a principal, an administrator that sits at the front desk, a receptionist, whatever, it does not matter. It's all about what, what is the overall goal? What is the purpose of you being in the role that you were hired on for? You know, we can even go a little bit deeper into this, like superintendents, they are considered administrator. Yeah, administrators. Absolutely. Administrators, you know, so like... Yeah, we'll hold a very special place in the right. taxpayers' pockets. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so, yeah. right. Somebody, right. so exactly. they're, also, they're they're administrators. Sometimes, sometimes during the day, they're politicians. But that's a whole right. other conversation for hope. Yeah. So yeah, mm. come on now, come on now. Okay. Mm. So this but is what wanna, we're But this mm. is the reason why we vote. Mm. You yeah. Know, a lot of people we don't talk about politics, but politics plays a huge role. And who you're putting in office as your superintendents, as your judges, as your administrators, school board, mayors, school board, yes, school boards, okay, school boards decide because there are so many different components to this particular topic that a lot of people don't peel back the layers of that onion, you know, and talk about. They only stick with the surface and say. Okay, well, you know what? Let's sweep this up under the rug, or we're only going to talk about this small piece of what's taking place in our schools. When the reality is, is that that small piece actually snowballs into something else. So, you know, I look at, I look at it as a privilege and an honor to be able to stand up and say, "Hey, listen, we all have a voice in our black and brown community," and. You have to utilize that voice, go up to the schools, participate. I know we kind of talked about, you know, being on boards itself and committees, but we also want to look at from a, another angle as to who is qualified. Right. Does a degree qualify you? Right. You know, and what does, does that your, look like? Does years of experience qualifies you? Does mm-hmm. nepotism, you know, nepotism is a thing now. Yes, it you is. So what qualifies you to be in particular roles serving for our babies? Yeah. Yeah. And then how critical those roles are. You know, I think that if if we're looking at the effectiveness of a school, um, and and it comes down to a conversation about resources, right? The people in those rooms, those administrators are making decisions that determine how much money that school makes, yes. how the money is distributed throughout the school, school, whether it be a district, whether it be a charter, whatever the case may be. They are also determining who in those neighborhoods or whom in those neighborhoods can then access that school and then pulling from that. Because guess what, y'all, property tax people? Hello. Yeah. Yeah. If you live anywhere on land, you know, you live by sea, that's different. You live anywhere on land, you play in some school district something. Yeah. That's right. It's you're paying whatever, wherever your house sits. That's right. Whether your school, your kid goes to that school or not, mm-hmm. you as a property owner are paying a school something. What mm-hmm. that is, what that looks like, how that money gets spent. 
those people in those seats are making those decisions. Now, collaboratively, of course, but this is where the politics side of it comes in. So what are we paying attention to? Are we blaming our principals for our failing schools? Are we blaming our teachers for our failing test scores? Or are we looking at our administrators to say, you are the 49th out of 50th in pay when it comes to compensation for your tenure, tenure. Now, if you're tenured and you ain't making no money, you really know that you're in a bad district, right? Yep. That's what they say. <laughs> you, you know, normally if you get tenured, they're like, okay, we're going to pay them a little bit. No. If, 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 if the amount of years that you've dedicated in service is still not getting you where you, that is an administrator's decision. Mm-hmm. And those are the things we need to be mindful of. Mm-hmm. You, you know, when I'm hearing y'all talk, the first thing that comes to my mind, this is the leadership. Mm, right? That's what this is. This is the leadership of, of the school districts, you know, mm-hmm. and it trickles down, you know, and it's the leadership structure, you know. Yep. And so if you think I think about it that way, it's like, like I said, these are the primary decision makers. Yes. And, and when you go into any type of leadership, like qualification is a is a big thing. Yes. You know, are you qualified to be able to do this job? And sometimes I look at some of the qualifications or some of the um the metrics and measurements we use, the guides that we use to to put people in place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Sometimes people think if you work at a school for 30 years, you can run a school. And some yeah. people think if you spend 30 years at schools learning how to run a school, that you could go out and run a school. Oh, that's not true neither now, y'all. No, no. I used to, so I, I used to look at it this way, like, um, like starting at like the administration level principals or CEOs. Yes. That's right. If you think about a CEO, like their job function and what they have to do, you have to be knowledgeable in all aspects of that's your company. Right. That's right. You know? enough to at least be proficient in some of the things you're doing. Like you, you need to have some experience in those things. Then it kicks up, you know, yeah. like we start talking about, like you say, you start talking about the higher levels. We talk about political yes. issues, you know, mm-hmm. you've been elected to these offices. That's right. Yes. You know, so, so what qualifies you to be in an elected office? Mm-hmm. Like we're talking and, and in some place, you know, let's, let's be honest. We're talking major money. Mm-hmm. Yes. major budgets That's we're, right. talking, we're talking about some school i know so uh, again here in the dmv we got some school district we're talking about millions. 200 yeah millions and millions and millions millions a couple hundred thousand kids yes thousands of staff That's right. if, if, yep. if you took this if you took a school district and, equi- and equated it to a, like a corporation in itself, most school districts are large corporations. Mm, come on now, you're free. You know, providing free education. Yeah. So if you like, and take that same that structure. That's what I'm saying. Like the scale, the scope, and the scale of these districts. Yes. So so now put the leadership in place. No one would dare stand for a competent leader of of most corporations. You know the mismanagement of funds. The mismanagement of people, the allocations and where stuff is going. They would be under such intense microscopes. And I can say this from the other side of the fence as a consultant. I've been a part of some of these meetings in school districts and superintendents. Mm-hmm. I know some of these conversations that happen personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, ooh, and it gets nasty. It gets real ugly. It gets mm-hmm. ugly. I've been it on the side of it. And, and you know, so, I saw a whole board of administrators just faces flush when someone mm-hmm. just jokingly said, if all the board members, that's Siri, if all board members <laughs> made the same amount as the highest paid teacher and they took any of those leftover revenues and put it towards more teachers, how that would improve their ability to be effective in the classroom. Yeah. Mm, which will, which will, everybody's face just rushed, just <laughs> blood rushed from their bodies because they heard something that made sense, yep. but yeah. that would affect them so drastically that they would no longer do those jobs if right. they only got paid that amount of money. That's right. Mm-hmm. It also goes back to what motivates you. Yeah. If money is a motivator, then you need to go back and start all the way over. Go back to the drawing board. Because if this is not a passion of yours, then this is not the profession for you. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. that's 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 the overall <laughs> that's the overall point that I see. And for someone who wakes up in the morning rejuvenated and ready to work for our students to make sure that they do have high quality education is key. Like it's so important, you know, from the smallest things to the largest things. And I think sometimes we forget. And when I mean by we, I'm talking about society. We forget how important education really is. Yeah. I mean, for example, the USA should not be having any low test scores, low GPAs, mm. Gradu- mm. graduation rates should be skyrocketing. Mm. You know, it should be so much so to where everybody should have a full ride to go to college. Yeah. Well, on a national scale, we're not very ranked very high in the line. In case y'all, I know we only <laughs> like to look here, but nationally. There's a lot of things that we don't measure up against. But, you know, one of the things that you said that I 100% agree with is just really, really looking at the responsibility that, you know, where does the responsibility lie? Where does the responsibility lie? And when when you said trickle down, it's like, well, really trickle down. That would give us that outlook that we can't change. We have so much power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So much power to change the way that our systems work. And I'm going to say the thing that everybody's thinking, ain't nobody saying. Uh, those of you that don't like your job, we don't need you to do this. We hey, appreciate man. your time. Yeah. We appreciate your willingness to deal with Please. us. We don't no. want you. We want you to have a high paying job. We mm-hmm. want you to like, listen, there are those in the community that say, I'll never get paid enough for what I do, mm-hmm. but I love what I do. Yeah. It's a service. It's a service. And please respect me when I say we appreciate you for coming. Have a nice day. Thank you. Yeah. If this is not you, go find, go forth and find you a field that will pay you what you need. But we don't want you in our program. Thank you. Have a good day. (laughs) Education programs are lacking right now. That's right. They are. Especially in black and brown communities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's true. There's something that I do want to talk about. It's going to rub some folk the wrong way, but I don't care. 
because this is education is the key and uh we're going to talk about it yes i have a problem with our black and brown communities uh especially when it comes to the educators who serve in those particular inner city areas that are impoverished. And most of those educators are our Caucasian counterparts. Yes. Mm. It is not a lot of us, mm-hmm. not of a lot of our black and brown educators or those that are even entering into the realm of education mm-hmm. to go back and teach. Yeah. And I don't know about anybody else, but I, I kind of have a problem with that. And the reason why I say I have a problem with it is because there's somebody that poured into you to get to the place that where you are now. Right. And I'm not saying again, if it's not your passion, it's not your passion yet. And still, if it is your passion to teach, why not start at K-12? A lot of them start in higher ed and I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I did it simultaneously for a number of years. I worked both, you know, Mm -hmm. during the day I would be in K-12 and I teach an evening class, yes, you know, or late afternoon class. Yeah. So it's it's something that I want to put out there and kind of ask you all's feedback, insight, what your thoughts is about that. Um, oh. I couldn't wait to talk about this tonight because <laughs> it's been on my mind for so long. I don't understand nothing against. No, that's a lie. That's a lie. No, no, no let's, let's keep it a buck because what it is, it comes down to like. So I'll say this. I don't have a problem with anyone of any color, creed, ethnicity, national, whatever, to teach in the realm of education. I just wish that it would be more of our people, our blacks, our browns, our light skins, our caramel, our dark chocolate educators in the classroom i'm gonna leave it at, i'm gonna leave it there yes because so. yes because we can build connections we identify we can relate it's a smoother process like this let's, let's, let's say what it is you know right. like and i can see this firsthand we're like yeah. like you said it's, there's nothing against white teachers but i've seen too many of them where they come and they're trying to teach the black and brown boys and they just don't relate that's right they can't connect because they can't identify to the issues that are happening and, you know, to be honest, especially in most places, modern education, you have to be able to connect with these students. Yes. You know, it is not just give curriculum and think you're going to teach in these classrooms that, no, nah, it ain't working like that. Right. You, you have to build relationships with these young people. You have to you have to get to know them, which means you got to get down to that level. And if you can't because you can't understand. And I, I've had them conversations. I see it. And the students frustrate. The teachers frustrate because they don't understand why X, Y, and Z is happening. Well, because your approach is different. Mm. Your, 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 your mindset is different to what's really happening. You're seeing it this way. The young person's on another, another wavelength with some of this stuff and, and mm. everything is disconnected. Right. Mm. But, and that's why one of the reasons I always felt like I was effective. Cause I build relationships with young people. Cause I'm a black man mm. and I could come in and right away I can identify, Hey, I know what's happening here. One, first of all, he opened up to me because I'm a black man. I look like him. I kind of talk like him. Once we start talking, we 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 got commonalities. We identify, and what happens? Trust, relationship. Mm. Now we can learn, right? You know, and so that's why it is so important. Like I said, we're not knocking nobody else, but 
it's actually it's it's a it's a smoother transition into education if it happens. You know, I don't I I'm I can't throw numbers out there, but I'm pretty sure we can we we can see that in a numerical step. We could probably quantify that somehow. Mm. I'm pretty sure we can. Like yeah. it it does. You know, just like if you put me if you put me in a private school in in, in, in a wealthy area, like I might I might be able to identify with a little bit, but I don't it's a different culture for me. And and that that's that's the conversation. Yeah, that's what it is. Like, like let's know, say, we can cool. we can sit here. There are, there are gonna be people that's gonna listen to me. Like I don't know. That sounds like opinion, but there's a, there's tons of studies. Just so you guys know, yeah, like there's I can, tons of studies. Just look at the um, look at some of the studies where it talks about not only the quantitative but the qualitative data that shows that these children are higher performing when there is a cultural connection to the individual delivering the information. Right. Now that we have that said, everybody's yeah. okay. We're yeah. good. We all understand. <laughs> We're not, you know, there's this big thing that you can't say black is better, right? You can't say black is better. Can't say black is better. That would offend too many people. You know, you know what? It's better in these situations. Damn it, I'll say it. What you gonna do? Cancel me on my own podcast? It's Good luck. better for the metrics. There yeah, we go. Look, look, there look, we go. Because hey, that's what we're saying. But but, but in these situations, but in these situations, yes. Like I said, I think you know what. You know one thing I've I've, I've been going to like in, in my other capacities. I go to a lot of international schools. Yes. I go to the British international school. I go to the French international school. I go to the Russian international school. I go to all these places, and they have schools here in the DMV because it's very. Multi- and what do I see? People that speak the same language as them. Yes. People that, that identify with the same culture and background as them, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes they come from different races. Like I go to the British and there's black British people there, but they all have the culture. Mm. And I identify with the culture. Mm. You know, when I go to the French school, everybody that works in that school speaks French. They may look a little different as black, as white, as brown, but they all speak French at some point though. And you mm. see the effectiveness there. So why is it so why is it wrong to say that here? Mm. Almost sounds like you're saying that racism is embedded in our policies and procedures and the legal. What are we talking about? Critical race theory, something like that. Well, you know, right. I don't know. But it might it might sound like that the American culture yeah. is embedded in some things that we didn't create, we just lived through, right? Yeah. And now we're a nation coming out of that. <laughs> and we're expecting the individuals that live in that daily through social media, through mass media, um, the struggles of the social construct of racism. And then they go in a classroom and they're supposed to disconnect from everything that is them that they have experienced in their neighborhoods. They have they have experience on the way to the school yeah. by the bus driver that dropped them off that calls them the bad kid on the bus, right? And they're supposed to sit down and hear Mr. Henry teach them math. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's 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 one of those things. But hey, who are we to put them with someone that looks like their uncle? Yeah. Or they're, you know, someone that they identify, someone that if they're in a, a mall, that they're not, they're going to have a connection to based off of one thing alone. And that's they're comfortable with them because they know what they're going through. 
Come on yeah, now. Yeah. And then so those so, connections are priceless. They right? are priceless. They are important and we need them. We do. I'll say that firsthand and I'll challenge it. Come come, come for me if you want. Good luck with that. We let's need talk them. about it though. Yeah. Let's talk like, about it. And so I mean, like I said, I there's nothing wrong with that. Cause I've seen I I've seen and like I said, I'm not knocking. I've seen my, my white colleagues frustrated because they don't get it. I've I I and I've had great people. I worked along great people. And 100%, it's not yeah. that they it's not that they didn't they didn't want to get it. They just didn't understand. Yeah. They, they didn't have the same experiences. Yeah. And they and they were trying to advocate and fight and fight and fight. But they they just didn't understand. There are certain things that they knew they didn't understand at this point. Even trying to connect with the families, they're trying to communicate. And they couldn't understand mm. why mom ain't responding like this. You know, like why mm. pops ain't here. Who who the emergency contact? It'd be stuff like that. Yeah. Like why emergency but contact a whole other person, whole other family? Because <laughs> this family over here going through X Y Z. You know, mm. like and it's stuff like so. It's like they look at all of that, and it's like. It's not that they don't want to sometimes. Right. Right. And then I take that a step further. So we're talking about teachers. Now go back to leadership in the disconnect there. Yes. You know, like now. So now if you don't have black leadership to identify with the needs of the students and the needs of the school, that's a whole nother disconnect there, too. I and, just, and, I, and I would even go further. Yeah. That's it. Look at how that hierarchy is set up in administrators and what that looks like. Because, you know, I think that one of the things I love about our city locally is we have always thrived in the area of having a public school superintendent that was of color. See? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes people say that's why our public school system was failing. Of course, that's not why. But... What I would like to say to that is it doesn't just make sense to have the head be, because if we ain't learned nothing from Obama becoming president. Come on now, say it, say it. Because what we learned from that is what we need to learn from every single hierarchy. And that's that diversity, equity, inclusion cannot just exist at the most high position. If everything between the most high and us is white. Yeah, and you just get cut off. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I got to read this, y'all, and I'm reading it verbatim. I found an article that's quite disturbing in regards to this topic of why we're seeing a shortage of African-American educators in the classroom. So it's on, I'm reading from Education Week, a.k.a. Ed Week, and I'm I'm literally reading this verbatim. It says black teachers appear to be less confident that they can excel in teacher evaluation systems and are less likely to participate in bonus programs tied to them according to a new working paper. And you can open up that paper on the article, and I can always attach the article. But the study examines the data from the District of Columbia Teachers Evaluation System, known as Impact. And this research findings have shown that school districts beyond the national capital incentives for good teaching that are based on evaluation scores may not be as motivating 
to black teachers versus white teachers. So in other words, their evaluation plays a huge role in their salaries. Mm. Hmm. Then it goes on to say, the research comes at a time when the district leaders are actively seeking to recruit and retain teachers of color, prompting questions about how to elevate good teaching in, in a way that's equitable. Mm. Here's my frustration with that. If all you're doing is basing them on their evaluation, what does that evaluation even consist of? Exactly. Because there are many factors that, that play that play in this, this role, right? What are you looking at? What are you evaluating them on? Now, everybody gets an evaluate, excuse me, an evaluation. We all get annual evaluations. If you're in education, you're evaluated from top to bottom, right? But what is those evaluations consisted of? And how's a decision made? Yep. Whether or not I get a 10% increase or a 5% increase or no increase at all. So you mean to tell me as, I don't know, Lisa versus Henry, or it, let's just keep it the same gender, Lisa versus Janet, yeah. right? Janet may, regardless of the fact of her experience, credentials, whatever, if her evaluation scores a little higher than mine, you mean tell me that she gonna get paid a little bit more than me? Because yep. Janet is Caucasian and me as Lisa is a person of color, an educator of color. That's a problem, which is one reason why a lot of African-American educators are not going into the room of education because of the challenges that they face. And one is incentives, bonuses, appreciation. You know, a lot of them, again, may not be in this whole entire, what we call community as an educator because of the money, but it does feel nice to be appreciated outside of Teacher Appreciation Week. Yes. Can I get an amen? I'm just saying. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and to be honest, like, I'm, I consider myself more of an administrator. I think and no one I know would agree. I think they think every time I talk to somebody, I'm teaching somebody something because they be thinking that's what I do. But you know, what's crazy to me is that no teacher will ever say they getting paid what they're worth. So I just want to put that out there. You know, I think that um, educators are, are currently squeamish to sustain their positions. Because there are very much high paying jobs that are in need of them. You know what I mean? You can have, if, if, if you are, are someone that went and got your E, you know, your EED or ED, you know, if you go get that, you have tons of education under your belt. Yes. And you have the educational world at your whim of where you land. So it's there, there are many of us that just don't have the endurance that we used to have to withstand those types of situations. Cause I do think that as educators, 
uh, now you see a lot of us banding together, a lot of us getting together, a lot of us, uh, you know, counting on each other to help each other succeed. Cause we all know if we can get all get paid more money then all of us will make more money. Some of <laughs> us are still fighting each other to make more money. Come on somebody. So, you know, this is where, in my opinion, something like that, if, you know, if you want to help those that are not minorities in education, why aren't you talking about that more? You know, how do you feel about the inequities within your field, within your, that's how, in my opinion, because there are a lot of people that like, again, are going to listen to this and say, there's a stark difference between black and white educators. And the one thing I will say is the problem is apparent. What is your reaction to it? Because this is our reaction to it. You know, this is this is our reaction to it. The inequities that exist in the world will exist within our field. Yeah. How do how are we overcoming those together, white white partners? You know, well, how are we overcoming this together? And that's a big part of the problem right now is that there are current administrators that are not willing to have these conversations. They are not willing to acknowledge that they are not seeing their counterparts as equal because they're so busy mm-hmm. trying to make more money than them. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to start talking about. So I got another article because you know I always want to make sure that we're in order. <laughs> and this is actually from NBC News. And the date of the article is December the 5th, 2022. Here is what the article actually is titled. It says advocates saying increase. That must be it's supposed to be advocates. Advocates. <laughs> Not advocates. Mm. Um, advocates saying increasing black teachers should be a national concern. And it mm. says if you are being educated by a same race teacher, academically, emotionally, you perform better in the classroom. This is what the author of the article is saying, y'all, which is the founder of the Educate ME Foundation. Now, the article was based on an Indiana school teacher who said that she absolutely, it's a female teacher, she absolutely loves the classroom. And when she got her license, she knew that being in the classroom was going to be relatable to her students. Now, she teaches at a K-8 environment. The one thing that really sticks out to me in this article, and it says, she understands the program and the problem in which education faces to provide one-on-one support for my students, whether it's test preparation, whether it's grade increase, whether it's relationship building, understanding them holistically as a certified classroom teacher. Yes. Mm -hmm. He said, went on to say, the reason why I got my, my teaching license is not just because of my passion, but it was also because of the mission yeah. of being a Black educator. And, and I believe, mm-hmm. and I think if you talk to most Black educators, they'll probably say the similar things. Mm-hmm. They want to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think I don't think that's that's been the problem. We they it's the it's the uphill climb, it's the fight. Absolutely. 
You know, and I think for it's most the, of, I want to have a family. It's I want to buy a house. It's I want to provide generational wealth for my little black babies. Yeah. How am I going to do that on 60K? Yeah. And then even in the workplace, I, I'm trying to, I just, I'm just trying to get, you know, e- equal, equal things in the classroom, the resources. Right. You know, I'm trying to get my voice heard in the staff meeting. I'm trying to advocate for these students in the IEP meeting. You know, like. And, and meanwhile, I'm staying late for parent-teacher conference. I got little Timmy his Cheetos. Because if yep. he don't get his Cheetos, then he going to give me a hard time every it's... Friday. And I got extra pair of socks in my drawer because out of every week, somebody loses some socks. Yeah. This is what our teachers are or doing. Yep. You know, and it's coming out gloves. of us. And because I love these kids so much, I'm paying for it. Like, yes. when I go and to the grocery store for my family, I get a little extra. Let me get that extra snack bag for my kids yes. at school, too. And then after a while, think about that. You doing that day in, day out, week in, week out, school year, school year, school year. That way, that 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 burns you out. Yeah. yeah. And then you That's start true. looking around, like you said, then you start massing this education. You start getting your, yours. You start looking around like, wait, they getting paid what? Doing what over there? Well, you know what? A lot of different things that educators do, no matter what what the what color they are, goes unnoticed. We're talking about from yeah. birthday parties to Valentine's Day parties to Christmas for all these parties. All that stuff is coming out of their pocket. Yeah. Parents right. might put five, ten dollars on it. I mean, it's so many different components, so it's so many different layers. And we fail to really realize what those struggles are. Yeah. Or we don't we say we don't have any quote unquote solutions, but the reality is, is that there are resources and solutions that we have not tapped into yet. Yes. Yeah. We are the resource. We are the solution. I like, listen, y'all want to listen. There's money out there. Y'all. Yeah. To, to all this is public record. If you want to know how much your local school board, superintendent, anybody, you want to know how much it make us all public record. All of it. It has to be. Yeah. It's required to be public record and to know. These is, are things that we should not be shocked about. We should not be shocked that we have this problem because we are a part of it and creating it and then we complaining about it. You know, it's crazy when child care for uh, under a three-year-old is more expensive than what your teacher gets paid for watching a classroom of 25 people. Right. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Right. She, she make more money going and watching a whole bunch of toddlers and starting her own child care service than to actually teach them when they get... That is a economic issue. Yeah. It's a equity issue. Because remember now, education is tied into everything. So if the black and brown communities don't have quality teachers, guess what? The black and brown kids don't have quality education. That's right. So two plus two got to equal four. So how do we solve our education crisis when it comes to our black and brown uh, communities learning? We start with getting black and brown teachers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And paying them. Yeah. What they're worth. Mm. Just and, and we're gonna invest in our children. We're gonna be okay with it. After all the parents, <laughs> throw your money in the pot, right? That's your kid too. I'll tell you, that's a, they're gonna, yes. eat, they're gonna be taught. Just 
Remember back in the day, you didn't have to ask your babysitter. Then you didn't know her rate. Her rate changed every week. My mama said, "How much I owe you? That's how much you pay." She knew her babies was taken care of. Yeah. Now somebody yeah. that's you invest in your kids. Yeah. And and you, I used to see those bonds too. Like I used to see parents where they walk in for like, oh, oh, I, oh, that's that's a that's a brother over there. Okay, like, yes. and you see everything change a little bit. Like, oh, oh, they get to talk. You know, it, it's it's so many roots there. Like I just I just think about so many of the variables that it does help with in education. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah it really does, and. You know, what's I guess for me, y'all, sincerely, what's disheartening is that a lot of our black and brown educators or those that may have a passion for it has removed themselves from this area because of a lot of the barriers that they do, that they're facing, you know, that they continue to face. It's one thing to go to school for all these years and earn all of these credentials and then once you have proven yourself, you still now got to go into a school, no matter the grade level, and prove yourself even more. And then once you do that, you're still slapped in the face. Yeah. Like, what do what do I have to do more that I've already done in order for me to receive the same respect? Yeah. Number one, I think respect goes a long way. You know, the same thanks and appreciation as an educator, but as also as an educator of color, because relationship building, you looking like me, that again, that's what the article says. It says that they do better in the classroom. Yes. That's exactly what the article said. They do better. We've been saying, you all been saying this all night long. They do better in the classroom. And that is, that's the goal. Yeah. Now, are we saying that it's going to always, every single class that you have, you're going to have an educator who is looking like you? No. Unfortunately, it's not set up that way. But I would say at least two, three, maybe out of the five or however many classes you have, a day or a week, depending on what school you're at, that it, should alleviate something. It helps. Yeah, it helps a big deal. Oh, you know? it helps. Yeah, because I tell you, just walking around. So I, I was, I was blessed, right, to be in a school. I think at one point we counted was it eight or nine black male teachers, right? Yeah. In the middle school, and we were like, "This is rare," yeah. and, and we were kind of close. Even even with um the maintenance staff, the head, like, and so I'm gonna tell you, if nothing else, the kids saw us, right? And we made it a point, not even so even in like the off period, the 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 black male teachers would walk, we would walk around, we would go visit each other, each other's classrooms and stuff. Mm -hmm. We were visible in the school, right? Yeah, we, did you say you created some community there? You created some like community, you, you know, yeah. Community there. Oh, we created okay. just just from okay. our bonds because we was just excited to see each other. Like, hey, bro, you right. over here? Like, and we we I became. Bet you got that same reaction from the black and browns as well as the non-black and browns. Like, hey, Mexican, okay. Hey, so we're right. also creating some community for everybody. And so, and that's what I'm saying. Remember. So it started to trickle. So they started. So you would be surprised the kids who would never be in our classes. They knew. They knew their names. names. They knew your 
your name. They knew their name. They ain't never had Mr. Tucker class, but they knew Mr. Tucker. Because mm. he was a cool one. Come on now. <laughs> and so, like, like I said, so even if they're not directly in the class, they still have an impact. Yes. You know? And they would see in the cafeteria, they would see us. They would see them. They go in the hall, we would see them stop. They would talk, hey, you know, like, just by presence. So I think, like you said, it just matters just to have them in the building. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. just to identify somewhere along the way. Yeah. We had to think about it. We were like, shoot, some kids, they probably, you know, like, this is probably their only interaction with a black man at some point. Come well, on. I like a Thank community man. for everybody now. Yeah. And, and that is so important. Like, I kid you not, like, the associations that young brains make, right? There's there's a, a, a great a part of the community that believes exposure to other cultures is not healthy to the preservation of other cultures, right? Mm. But how about just the basis of psychological desensitization? I'm going to desensitize you. If you've yeah. never seen a big black man, yes. come spend some time over here with our big black men. Yep. That's right. Because then that 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 actual presence is not intimidating to you 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 have a reference point yep. you have an association to make so maybe then we can stop seeing some of these other very lethal similar looking big black men that be out here experiencing some of these public service members yeah. you know maybe maybe then <laughs> Other than on a basketball court yeah. or a football field, yeah. they will have experienced a big black man. Yeah. But you know, that's a stereotype. Hmm. Yep. Because if you are six feet or over, or if you're at a certain stature, or if you look a certain size, or you know, live a certain lifestyle, you're automatically stereotyped as a yes. ball player. Yep. All the time. All you know, the time. Oh, you're seven feet. Do you play basketball? Mm-hmm. Why can't they just be an educator? This or someone who's STEM? Or someone that's in, you know, doing something other than basketball? Because we all know that, okay, all ball players don't go to the pros, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> or both. Why can't they be six foot in a chemistry major? And that's exactly. the thing, yeah. And that's those are the things we don't think about. You know, what I love is the other side of, of athletics just when it comes to the NBA. Because, you know, back in the day, we didn't talk about what the NBA did off the court. We didn't really mm. talk about it. You saw them from the bus to the court and the court to the bus. Now, now, you know, some people think they just, what they say, shut up and just play ball. Yeah. They, they say when, when we hear those connotations, some of us don't be listening. Some of us almost slightly agree. What you need to see is the other side of it because the philanthropic side, yes, the amount of black males that are putting themselves in positions that have nothing to do with basketball, the yeah. amount of men that have master's degrees that currently yeah. play ball is very encouraging. Yeah. It's very encouraging. Starting and I'm talking about football and basketball. Now starting their own know, schools. That's right. They, they, Foundations they, and everything. Yeah. All, all that. So, it, you know, it's one of those things where I think that even in that, we're breaking those stereotypes. Yeah. Because those, the exposure yeah. to the other side of what we see nationally 
is able to be viewed. So that's why it's important. We don't tell them shut up and dribble. No, there no. is there's a lot of misconceptions that we much, and there are a lot of coaches that teach and teachers yes. that coach. Yes, there's a lot of players that go back and coach, and also go back and be a sub or be whatever. Because you know, come on now, we so all got that. Sub. You know, what? I'm gonna say it as I remember. I I was in the building as as a man at that point, right? I'm, I was damn near like 30 at that point. And I was still excited to see other black men there, right? Yeah. Oh, my man, he a math teacher. Oh, he a science teacher. I'm going to his room. Let me see what his room looked like. Oh, he got his room all decked out. Like, that was exciting even for me as a grown man to see, right? Yeah. So I can imagine what the kids would come in to see. And like, even if they didn't recognize exactly the, the significance of this, yeah. they that's going to stay with them. They got to see it and experience it. Yeah. You know, just to see black men outside of those traditional roles. Yeah. You know, and that was cool. And to hear them talk and be damn near experts in their field of study and what they're talking right. about, you know, right. like that's what, that's what I was like. We need this. That's why it's so important. We have to be in these spaces. We have to, right? you know. And honestly, and I know that there are a lot of people, okay, okay so here I am, educator, passionate, boom, <laughs> doing all the work, boom. What do I do? What y'all time? What do I do? The one thing I will say is this, and this is one of the things I wanted to make sure we touched on. We need to rethink our strategies of how we are doing this thing because there are so many of us that are doing the work, but we got to understand like we that strategy is dead. We can't just keep working. Working harder ain't working, y'all. It's not. Working harder ain't working. We can keep teaching. I'm gonna pick up another job. I'm gonna go teach down at the school. I'm gonna keep studying. Now you now you got now you got three, eight, 38 jobs that add up to <laughs> the one that you're not, you not gonna go to because you're not giving up your babies. But yeah. that strategy, y'all, it ain't working no more. Cause guess what? We're 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 doing the work, we're retiring, and then we're going home. Yeah. Right. So we no longer, we we are the, we are on the court. We got the ball. Come on now, let's teach some people how to play. Yeah, yeah. We need to, as educators, make more time to look at the people who are interested in becoming administrators. Talk to those who are not interested in teaching about becoming administrators. Come on, That's somebody, right. because administrators don't always teach. Remember what I said? Just because you don't. Some administrators come from private organizations. There's yeah. fundraising private organizations, yeah. private organizations that do fundraising for corporate events. You know, I'm not saying that they're bringing corporations into educational positions, but it's a lot of cross traffic going on. That being said, what are you, if you are in the classroom, where are you telling your friends to hang out? Mm-hmm. It's true. Y'all yeah. remember that that one? I don't know which award show it is. And I don't even want to begin to think of it. When Rihanna said, tell your friends to pull up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I felt it. Yeah, I felt it when she said that. Tell your friends to pull up. Yeah, who are you? Work? Where do you, where do your friends work? What That's are right. they getting involved in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, oh. yeah. Oh, that brings to a really great point. So check and dig, right? Uh, where your friends getting involved in? But how is your administration propelling you? to the next level. I think, and I've always thought this way, you should be in a position 
to move forward. You should always put yourself in a position yeah. of acceleration. You should always put your, if you're not wanting to excel or if you're not at a school that desires you to go forward, I'm trying yeah. to be careful what I say. <laughs> I'm trying to be careful how I say what I say. If you are not a part of a district that does not have and or share your desires for you to be in a position where you want to continue to elevate to another level, then you may want to re-examine where you are. Yeah. Because ain't no way in the world that I'm going to put be put in a place or in a space where they want me to stay in a box. I'm not going to do that. I'm so sorry. I don't want to be confined to a box. I'm so sorry. I can't. I want you to say, okay, let's lay out in our annual evaluations, because we just got on talking about that. <laughs> what are your personal, professional, and even academia goals? Yeah. Because as educators, we're required to hold, you know, different licensures and go back, do yeah. a certain amount of hours, do, you know, get more certs and all those other different types of things in order to stay current with what is moving and shaking in the education. Yeah. You know, so you got to be focused. If you were at a place in a space where they're like, oh, well, we know we just but like we just said, you only known for playing ball. <laughs> you only known for staying in third grade. Oh, in other industries, we would consider that being taken advantage of. Well, like, and and also, I'm gonna say this too. Going back to what we talked about earlier, how so many people get in positions? It's important that we that we continue to progress and grow because it's easier to then go back and pull and reach in. Like we talk about, like, what do you think that happens when we talk about people scratching each other's backs and and hooking people up with jobs and positions and all that stuff? And I'm not saying we have to do that, but I'm saying if we're in a position it's okay to, to do that too. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Look, look. If you qualify, yeah, yeah, because we need to help. Some, some of us are too, too, too concerned with doing things the right way that we don't realize everybody else ain't doing it the but right way. But that's the what right way yeah. is how we need to do it. We're talking about the nepotism and all that stuff. We were talking about. Right. Like we have, so we're in positions to make it happen. It makes it easier to happen. You know, right. somebody yeah. like somebody got to pull you up. Yeah, put me in the direction at right. least. Every everyone else does it. Every race. Everyone does. else. And, 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 and yes, everyone. it's called mentorship. It's called coaching. We could call it a lot of things. Well, but every, listen, everything. Yep. If you have to come to the table with something. I'm not, I ain't saying I ain't pull the chair out, uh, kick the person out yeah. of the chair before you, but just know there's a chair there as long as you got what it takes to sit, have you a seat. That's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you sometimes That's okay. Even the education is sometimes it's who you know. Ain't There's wrong a with difference that. between a hand up and a hand out. That's yeah. all I'm gonna say. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. A big difference. It's a big yeah. difference. Absolutely. Two. I wouldn't have got some of the places uh, if I if I didn't have somebody hold me down and help me out. You know, oh, point yeah. me in the right direction. Right. Yeah. Say, I would, hey. I'm gonna almost say I would not literally. Yeah. Some I guidance. Mean, I, you can't. You can't get to a certain level on your own because you have to have some level of. Um, support that can help you to work yeah. on yourself to get to where you know what I mean like and and, and I, one of the things I do want to say I, I disagree with you slightly Tamisha let me tell you why if 
the third grade classroom is your place, baby. And every time you get a new group, that's how that's how you take yourself from one box to the next. Then baby, be in that box. I feel because you. I do know that there are several people that have different plans, you know, when it comes to how they want to live their life and they rather get their kicks in other ways. Mm-hmm. There are people that love that summertime calendar that wouldn't give it up for the world. <laughs> they don't care what you thought. They're going to perform in the classroom, baby. But from May, this to uh, it shuts down. Their life is different. They got crew. They got yeah. something to do. I definitely think you should always be the expert in your space. That's right. In your space. Because I'm, I'm somebody that I enjoy my box. I can close my top to my box and I don't got to come out of it until I'm ready. And I only open it to let the sun in. You know what I mean? It's one of those mm. things. But that's, you know, that's everyone should be striving to be the perfect you that you are. Always look to perfect where you are, though. Because mm. I do think that in educator, me, me, me specifically, I've seen some very amazing people push themselves forward and then actually regret it or not yeah. perform in those spaces as good as they would have. And typically the money is the, the motivation. The reach is the motivation. The ability to connect at multiple levels. So, you know, there's always coaching conversations that I have with grown-up people that are like, look, I want to change, but I like where I'm at too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how how do, I, how do you be a change agent for someone like that? And the number one thing I always do is say, where have you not improved where you're standing first? If yeah. where you're standing is cleaned up, tidy and everything, and you still ain't satisfied, then you look to go a step mm-hmm. further. Yeah. But there's always... And and I think it's valuable for us to say to our black and brown communicators or, you know, educators that might be listening. It's okay for you to be in your spaces, but it's not okay to be stagnant ever. Ever. And that's where we agree. It's never okay to be stagnant in your goals and the way that you do what you do and how, you know, what are, what are your metrics? What are you measuring yourself on? Where's your integrity line? How do you know when you're not burnt out? How do you know when you're not glazed over? Mm-hmm. What are you doing to ensure that you're still engaged? Yeah. Those are the things that you should always be doing. You know, I, I'm going a, I'm to a give my wife some credit on this one because she's a per- perfect example of that, right? She is a school counselor. She loves what she does. She's been doing it. They wanted to be an admin, but she knows she's not trying to deal with people. Mm-hmm. She already knows she don't want to do that. And at first I was like, you sure? And I'm like, no, I feel you. So what mm-hmm. does she do? She can still support, give back. She mentors. Yes. Yes. So she's now the, the young, yes. the new counselors coming in, in the county, in the school district. Yes. She's part of the program to help mentor them. Yes. And so every year she pulls a couple of them and she walks them through and she mentors them in this. And I thought that was a wonderful thing because it's like, she's still able to give back and help and serve. She loves her job. She loves her role. But she's found different ways to connect with new and young and bring up the next yes. generations too. Yeah. So I give her yeah. kudos on that. I don't show yeah. when I listen. She ain't gonna hear this, but like <laughs> she's listening. Everybody's listening. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I thought that was yeah. 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 So yeah, absolutely. I agree. I I think that you know, master where you are. Yeah. Your own particular, your own particular space, right? Everybody, you know, we're all gifted and talented, and 
And if you want to remain in a specific expertise at whatever specific level it is, you know, continue to build on that, grow from it, and then keep moving, you know, because again, I don't think money should always be a motivator. We need money to live, of course, and do our own thing and what we, you know, want to do and what we need to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yet, and still, if money is your your number one motivator, then you you got to reevaluate. You got to reexamine yourself because it's it's not just about the money, but it really is about the mission. Just like what the yes. Indiana teacher was sharing, she said it's it's really about the mission. You know, as a a teacher of color, it's about the mission. It's not just about them coins. Now we always could use more coins. <laughs> we'll always seek more coins. We'll always <laughs> yeah. the, the goal of this conversation is to convince everybody that we need to start putting the money where our mouth is too. Because you yeah. know, education is the key to making sure we do that too. Yeah. You know, we right. are a part of it. those decisions. <laughs> it's true. And Very and true. and we need to start taking that power into our hands and really looking at what was episode two what was episode three you know what <laughs> what are we talking about everything that we've talked about go back and listen if you haven't yeah and, it's, and it's important. it is it is and i've seen people make this work that's that's the thing i think you know like i said if they, about the mission and some people like i said they make it work the money works they they're happy content most people sometimes they go into this knowing what it's going to be you know so they know and it's like all right i know what this is cool you know there's classes for that y'all yeah. the curriculum <laughs> they got all kind of creative classes on welcome to your life as a teacher only making this amount of money then <laughs> let's teach you how to be a resourceful third grade teacher they got actual curriculum where they talk mm. i didn't i didn't know that to sustain taking care of your babies outside of the classroom. So see, I, I yeah. So I think I think I think that was a good conversation. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I think we I think we knocked it out. Yeah. See you know what I mean we didn't we didn't really talk about the school to prison pipeline, but hopefully we'll talk about that later on down the line. That's its own episode. Yeah you know what? Yeah yeah I mean this is a part two. Yeah don't worry we gonna get there. That's yeah. Gonna be a good one. Yeah. Y'all hear that? Mm, that's gonna be a good one. Yeah. I think I think we'll have that talk, but I know I know we probably had time. I know it's been a long evening. We'll let yeah. y'all get some rest, you know. Yeah. yeah. But again, as always, um, so as I wrap this up, y'all know where to find us. If if this is your first time, you know you can always check us out at the website positiveisnpopular.com. Check out um education is the key. We are here every um this airs every other Thursday. Um, so check us out again. You can find us there. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. Um, you know, just just hoping people get something out of this. Yeah. You know, we're gonna be back in in two weeks. Um, until then, share, give us feedback. You share know, with your educators. Please We'd love to hear what you guys think. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. I do like. I have enjoyed those conversations. Yes. Yeah. So, um, we're gonna be around y'all until then. You know. Again, keep your ear, keep your eyes on what's happening in this field. Absolutely. You know, I think that's one of the best things we can do. If you haven't participated, even if you don't have children in the system, if you don't work in a system, like start paying attention to what's going on over there. Yeah. 
And I think you haven't learned anything else from this podcast to know that it still may have an effect on your life too. 100%. You know, so before we go, anything y'all want to add? Hey, like and share. That's what I got to say. Yeah. And stay tuned because we got some new episodes. It's going to be a doozy. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like we still we still getting warm, y'all. You don't yes. even, they don't even know. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yep. Still so, peeling back that onion. Still peeling back that onion. Yes. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you, it's a big onion. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I ain't say what I was. It's a big onion, though. But, what it uh, comes. <laughs> <laughs> so until next time, y'all, we gone. Y'all have a good one. Bye. <laughs> Bye.